0: Welcome to the Digital Masters Growth Marketing Podcast for professional service providers, agencies, and consultants. We're going to be talking innovative strategy tactics and the tech tools that marketers are using in the trenches today. Made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let's get into it. All right, the Niche Doctor is in uh, on the podcast today, Daryl. Hey, man, it's really glad that you're uh, on here.
1: I'm I'm really disappointed that my my background is is very. Um dull compared with yours Stephen and uh, you know, I think it perhaps reflects my English heritage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've just been trying to, uh, I've been trying to be uh, myself so I've been putting this uh, this together and um, it's kind of evolved over time but I I like yours too it's like simple it's like as long as it's like reflective of you and uh, it stands out that's that's all that's important right?
1: Well I don't I don't like to be robbed of the
0: limelight you see. Oh, right. you've, you've got that <laughs> you've got that problem i don't see i don't have that that thing <laughs> cool uh, thing. yeah no no honestly it's like i appreciate you coming on and um and we had to kind of negotiate our time zones you know i didn't actually this is kind of like where I, I i show my cards a little bit i didn't actually even know where you lived when you told me i had to go look it up and uh um that's kind of embarrassing but that's fine um and then I learned well, I more, go ahead. I haven't always lived here, of course. So, you know,
1: um, I'm an Englishman. And uh, so Australia is a relatively new home for me.
0: Oh, cool, cool. And, you know, it's also weird about life is that as soon as you told me, and I learned about where you lived, I watched something on Netflix, and it happened to talk all about uh, all the trucking experience that is uh, in your area. So <laughs> it's a
1: small yeah. world. Wow. Oh. Well, it's, well the, another boring fact, of course, is that Australia is only marginally smaller than the US. Um, so you know, it's not a little island somewhere in the Pacific. It's a it's a big, uh, a big place. And I live on the west coast um, in the city of Perth, and um, Sydney and Melbourne are on the eastern eastern seaboard, if you like. So uh, two time zones away. So it's a big place.
0: Yeah, and then I also learned on that little special that um, most of the, all the cities are all on the most on the coast, and like the the center of it's pretty pretty desolate and desert.
1: Yeah, I've never traveled across it. I'm a, you know, I'm very much an urban person,
0: which you know, and there we are. I think the deserts fun to good um, visit and whatnot, but so. Um, so yeah, so I w- what I thought was cool about when I ran into you is like, I, I can't remember exactly who connected with who. I think it might've been me. I can't remember. But um, I remember looking at your tagline and I was like, are you niche enough? And I was just like, uh, I thought that was so cool. And it was so different. And then the story continued. I went into your profile and I saw that you had the voice message and, you know, that was even like specific. And then it goes into the the About section, and it's just like, it's probably the most creative LinkedIn profile I've seen, honestly. And um, I think people should check it out just for like how you could, how you can do things differently. And uh, well, yeah, I I think the the challenge
1: for for many people is that they don't understand. Um, we don't we don't fully understand the process that people go through. I mean, the the headline is really important. I think if you can catch somebody somebody's attention with that, rather than saying. Oh, you know, I'm such and such, I'm a digital marketer or whatever, you know. Oh, really? It's like like the other five million of them out there, <laughs> you know. And if you can get somebody's attention with your headline, um, that brings them into your um, your your territory, your profile. And then you can, you know, you can, with the right approach, you can lead them on a little journey, which ultimately leads them to what you do. So.
0: Yeah no and and that's uh, that's why I was like man I got to reach out to this guy and just say what's up cuz I know um, he's got an interesting story and um, and you I see, and that, what's
1: that uh, you say I don't think like a marketer I think like a human being I think like okay how, how are people going to react to me and how are people going to react to this message and how uh, and what are people feeling and how how do how, how what are they what challenges are they facing? I don't, I don't think about marketing. I think about relationship building. Bridge building, not barrier building, if you like.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool. And then, um, yeah, actually, actually, I was actually driving home today. I was picking up dinner before this. And I was actually thinking about like a tagline for me because I help people with thought leadership. I was just thinking of saying, are you a thought leader? Question mark. Thought that could be kind of an interesting, different thing to do. But even even that term, thought leader, is
1: probably very saturated. You think so? I, 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 could, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, that's something to be worth kicking around. But of course, it it does matter whether, because fundamentally, whether people are thinking about thought leadership at all. Right. That's a whole other question. Yeah. That's all. That's all. A, that's all part of finding your niche. It's sure, you know, yeah. It's well, all very I, well, being good at something, but is there a hungry crowd for it?
0: Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I have found is like with um, with a lot of uh, professionals, they they do want to be considered um, thought leaders in their space because they do they they, they they've always loved helping people and. Um, they do consider themselves, uh, you know, experts in their field and they, you know, they got something different, but but anyways, yeah, no, I I think you're right. That's, that's actually one thing I've I've always, um, you know, a lot of people don't do enough research into their niche. Um, Me included at at times, like it's just, I think sometimes it's hard for people to kind of get outside their head and and actually go do that research. Cause it's just easier to sit on your computer and just like pretend that, <laughs> pretend that. No, we're it's, we're, true. it's true. Yeah. I
1: mean, with with, with, my, with my clients at uh, the first process, it's a seven page questionnaire, right? It's not, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to build something, you've got to have a strong foundation. And the foundation is your niche. It's, it's finding what that is. And ensuring there's a hungry crowd for it, and then you can, and then that you've got, you've got the right um, food for that hungry crowd. There's no point in trying to build um, on shifting sand. Um, you, no point in trying to position yourself, package yourself, do your content um, if you haven't got the foundation right you just have to revisit all again, drag it all down, pull it down and start from scratch. So you might as well start at the beginning.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I wanna swing back to that cause I'd like to, to talk a little bit about how, I mean, I, you don't have to like, we don't have to go through all seven pages, but I'd kind of like to know like a little bit about that. Um, yeah. But one other question that also stood out to me, like a lot, this stood out to me a lot. because, and I've, and I've run into this myself is, so like when you when you picked somebody, to talk about, you picked Julie and, um, Mm. and you, you picked a a female and I thought that was cool too, because it, again, it stood out because like, even when I've, um, like, I've thought about this a lot. Like when you, when you go out to make your, um, you know, your ICP or whatever, and you're like picking the, the the persona and all that stuff. Um, I think most people just pick men. Um, Mm. and, I mean I, I could come up with a million reasons why that is but like what made you go there like what's the thinking there is is and is marketing sexist in general um I think it
1: can be yeah I think it, I think here in Australia my observation has been that it's you know a very male dominated business market um and that's a whole other subject but I picked a woman because most of my clients have been women,
0: to be oh, fair. Cool,
1: cool. So I've understood, I, th- I think I think women by and large are more ready to address a problem rather than men are more likely to try and fix it themselves. That's an gen- overgeneralization. Sure, sure. But, um, I have found that even, you know, in, in, in the other things that I do around burnout and stuff, which is a whole other subject, um, you know, men try to fix it themselves and women go, okay, I can, I see that this is an issue. I need some help.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: As I say, but,
0: um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I could even like think about stuff in my own life where I probably tried to, do more than I should have. Um, and I, I don't know exactly what it is, but there's, there's something to that. Um, we can get, we could
1: get into that whole subject of, you know, I think (laughs) we're conditioned conditioned as men to, to be that way. Um, from, from the get go, you know, Uh, you know, I mean, my, my, my dad, um, was a working class builder on a building site, you know, um, um, you know we, we probably didn't talk a lot about um, you know relationships <laughs> yeah things like that It was very much about okay I'm gonna raise you to kind of you know make your way in this world and you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps and off you go kind of thing but
0: right.
1: uh, I don't think that suits us all
0: yeah and yeah not really um, maybe maybe society will evolve over time um, so, so let's talk a little bit about like, um, cause I'm curious, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a newly, uh, marked, uh, marketer and, yeah. uh, I'm curious just like how everyone is kind of doing all these different things and you've got like a specialty. So, you know, you help people with their, uh, with their positioning and their packaging and, and even their content. And I help people with content. So I'd love to just get into a little bit, like I, you know, I'm a brand new client, like Tell me a little yeah. bit about that questionnaire and how you kind of sure. help through it. So,
1: so essentially I approach it like creating a piece of fine art, if you like. So, so, so that picture behind me on, the, on my fake background, you know, how, how would we approach that? We wouldn't just throw some paint at, at it and da-da. Well, I would. You know, but <laughs> Some people might. So <laughs> there are some artists that seem to do that. Um, but obviously they've got their own thought processes to get to that point. Um, so I approach it across various stages. I have to refer to my questionnaire to actually go. So, so it begins with a rough outline sketch to, to sort of get a rough idea of, 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 of who you are and what you've got already, you know, and, and what you're doing already, if you're doing anything already and, and, and why. You know why? Why that market? Um, why are you um, perhaps is presenting yourself as broadly as you are? Um, we then look at putting in some broad brushstrokes, just getting uh, a, a little bit more kind of structure to the to the picture. Um, and then I, 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 during that process, I, I just ask the I, I try to switch the mindset a little bit. So I ask the four questions. Who's your patient? What's their pain? What pain are they in? What's your prescription for the pain? And what's the prognosis? Um, the four, the, These four Ps, I just ask it. I, I don't ask them to go into huge depth at this point. just want them to get into that thinking, okay, this is about the customer, not about me. All right. This is about you know, who is that person sat across the consulting room for you? How, how, how specific can you be about that? Right. You know, what specifically are that, why have they come to see you? Why have they not gone to somebody else, but why are they sat with you or what, what, what pain are they in? What specifically is your prescription?
0: Yeah. That's a, a, that's an interesting way to look at it too. Like it's a, like you're a doctor.
1: Yeah, exactly. Put, put, Put yourself, imagine yourself a doctor and ultimately what is the prognosis you know what is the do you, you know that that's what a lot of the brands i mean like apple selling a lifestyle that, that's we, we don't want a new phone we want the associated lifestyle um and i think that's a lot of i was chatting with an seo guy and i said people don't want seo they want the outcomes seo can provide for them so why you know, everybody hates SEO. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, why don't you major on the benefits of of having all of this sorted out? So, um, that's the broad brush strokes. Then we get into 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 more color and texture. We start putting in the 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 general color of the piece, and um, that's where I go into into more probing questions um, along the lines of you know are you confident there's a hungry crowd for your product and service um who exactly are your ideal customers can you prove they have these problems you know you've got to be proving to yourself that you've got a viable product or service
0: and and how and aside from just like asking myself that it like do you have like a, a process to go through for them to like verify yeah, some I mean, of that
1: we can't i mean there, there are obviously market research specialists but as a general rule a little bit of reset i mean if you've got an existing client base then obviously we can ask them you know if, if you've got an existing um happy client or three we can ask them specifically um some of these questions um we can also use tools like sales navigator to dig into some quite in-depth um um data um you know, and are, are if, that, we ha- if we have to we can involve a, a market research uh, company but i generally i generally find that's that that's not necessary uh,
0: but yeah no and no, i hear you and then there is one um i haven't used it yet but there's this site that i uh came across on another podcast it's called spark toro and i know there's, there's a bunch of other ones but you can basically like type in like who your niche is and stuff and it brings back all this interesting information about them and right. um It'll even like, tell you like where they spend time and like what books they read and all that kind of stuff. It's... Well, that's that, well, that's useful. I, I will go and
1: check that out myself, my friend. Thank
0: you. Yeah, I know. I, there's more and more of those popping up. Um, but yeah, I just just throwing that out there. It's really interesting
1: because I was going through this questionnaire. So, so if somebody um, wants to become a client, we, I get on Zoom like this and I go through the questionnaire with them. And actually, some people can get quite nervous about it.
0: Uh, it, Because you're you're touching on some, like, just speaking from the other side of it, I think people get very invested in the structures that they've already put together. Yeah. Especially even just the the tagline. I was talking to somebody else the other day, and it's like, people get really invested in these things. And it's like a, it's a, um, it's a reflection, they see it as a reflection of themselves in a way. Exactly, they do.
1: Exactly. They do. And so, so when I ask questions like, um, um, are you playing it safe or could you be more niche? Right. Sometimes people can be a little bit affronted by these questions and it's, it's why I get on to zoom with them initially and to say, look, you know, I'm on your side here. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to tear down here. I'm just trying to save you from, you know, a car crash later on you yeah know. sure if if we can get it right now together then there's every reason you can you know there's no such thing as a guarantee I, you know I, they, nobody can offer any guarantees there's too many factors at play but getting getting yourself you know having confidence in your niche means that it's it's why I start there because it's then it becomes a whole lot easier to position you, it becomes a whole lot easier to package your services, um, and across that we look at, um, you know, are you if you're currently offering a DIY service or a done for you service, can we find a, you know, a, so for example, um, I might provide some one-to-one coaching, which I do but I also am about to release proactive, which is an entirely DIY product. So, um, you know, can can you create um, different products without um, having to reinvent yourself, if you like? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And finally, finally, um, I ask, uh, let's... um, but those are the questions that come up when adding a bit more color and texture to the picture. You know, which of your products are done for you, are done with you, DIY? And, and can we then adapt any of your existing services into additional products or services without reinventing the wheel? That's an important part of the process. And then finally, um, oh, sorry, then we get into the finer details. That gets into you know the the fine strokes on the picture that's quite in depth as well and then i have some final questions that i thought seth godin asked which i thought were worth consideration as well Uh, how will you get new paying customers will why will your paying customers tell their friends and colleagues and and so on it's 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 in depth but i take a responsibility to not just say okay well give me all this information i'll just create a profile for you well you know that that isn't necessary you know that just might be sort of you know moving the deck chairs on the titanic if you like do you know know what i mean so uh if there's something fundamentally wrong with the foundations then let's let's go in and fix it you know that let's not try and paper over the cracks you know
0: yeah no, that makes sense and um you know one thing that's always interesting too is like um that i still that i'm still thinking through for myself and, and maybe you can even just help me with it a little bit is like so like with the thought leadership so i mean mm. ultimately what i'm trying to help people do is uh, you know a lot of the, the companies that i work with they're traditional companies so they work with uh, you know they're very it's word of mouth right it's and. Uh, referrals, networking and stuff. And so what I'm trying to help them do is kind of develop another end of their business, which is, you know, having people ultimately reach out to work with them. And a lot of the way that happens is being the expert in your, in your industry, being a thought leader, building a community around yourself. Um, And so, but, but the end result is really like having people work with them, like reaching out to work with them. Um, But at the same time, it's interesting too, though, because I have heard them say they want to be thought leaders. They want to be thought of as thought leaders. Um, and so I sometimes even for myself, I get a little bit um, like twisted there because it's like they almost want both of them. But
1: my, my temptation would be to pursue depending on your personality i would say you probably have had to force yourself to do this a little bit so you're probably more introvert than extrovert would i be right Stephen? yeah 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 so then i would be to me say you know i'm an i'm an introvert like you and i i'm a i'm a i i'm a thought leadership expert for introverts and i i i help those who struggle with being on the camera and being the face of the business overcome those struggles and put in place those things so that you can start to attract potential customers. I wouldn't be trying to be a generalist, even even a generalist thought leader. Even you, if you think that that's a broad enough niche, I don't think it is. I think you've got to you've got to be able to appeal to the you know where are people hurting? You know, I know plenty of people here, even in Australia, who you know they've been in ceo roles for maybe for some time and then suddenly this tsunami this digital tsunami has hit them and they don't know what to do with it because actually they've never been comfortable with being up front you know they just want to be in the background pulling the strings and making sure that the ship's sailing in the right direction but I think some of them want to be, they're just reluctant because they're, they're A, introverted, B, they don't know what to do and they don't have anybody that, that to come alongside them and say that I get it. I've been there. I know exactly how you feel. And this, these are the easy steps we can take together to get you to where you want to be. That's the approach I would be taking. It?
0: No. Yeah, that makes sense. And, um, You know, it's interesting too, because like, you know, definitely some of the people have like camera, like shyness, just like I did. Um, But a lot of it also is just like, it's a lack of marketing knowledge. It's a lack of like uh, just social media in general and um, a lack of how to create content and that kind of thing. Um, Like a lot of the people that I'm working with right now, they're not necessarily shy, um, but they just didn't have these skills of, I guess you could say like the digital you know, the digital skills.
1: Um, Yeah. And you're you're probably right. But then again, you know, see, there's going to be niches within niches, you know? And and it's a matter of doing some research and finding how many people are trying to, you know, how many people are trying to sell into this thought leadership space, you know? And um, that's why, for me... You know the appeal—the appeal of of those who would 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 um, align themselves with that introversion, if you like. Um, that's an interesting one. I uh, I would be inclined to try and be as niche as possible.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, I got niche, you. Niche, niche, niche. Yeah, I actually had a, a funny uh, LinkedIn post about that. I was just going to just say, is it? Is it niche or is it niche? But it just spell the same way. Because your brain can figure it out. Like,
1: no, no, I, 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 most, my, actually most of my clients are in the U S. So I've got used to saying niche. And then when I say it to somebody here in Australia, they look at you weird. So, you know, I'm forever juggling between the two pronunciations,
0: but there we are. But you know, what's interesting though, is like, um, so, so yeah, you know, I'm having lots of discussions with these people. Um, and like, I just had one, uh, recently and I, i made a post about it. Um, cause he was basically just saying, how did you, like, we were talking about, um, these things and he was like, how did you get on camera? And it was all really just about like getting over that hump. Um, but most of them, most of them, it's, it's probably, a, um, actually it's not all of them, but you know, most of them have wanted to be like. And, and maybe it's just because they're all introverted. I don't know. Um, well, and, and maybe all the ones that are extroverted are already doing it. Who, who knows? But um, most of them do want, they, they had some sense of, you know, wanting to be like a thought leader or an innovator in their space. You know, like they wanted to be thought of, like they all kind of, even though they were in like more traditional, uh, you know, businesses, they thought they had like a special, Thing that was a little bit different or innovative than than the next person, mm. but I would I would say you're right though is like a lot of the a lot of the um, apprehension of doing it was around kind of exposing yourself I suppose.
1: Yeah, but and and but also the, what you've also been touching on there is 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 everybody that you've just described was was thinking about what they had to offer rather than what the market wanted right and this is this is a this is a difficult tension to negotiate because i might be very good at something right you know uh but it doesn't necessarily mean that there is th- that the market wants it this is this is the constant challenge that we have you know well, sure
0: sure but um, so, but sometimes it's like like even from my own experience it's like until you like, until you go out and try, like until oh, yeah. you, until you expose it. Uh, like when I, when I started doing what I was doing, yeah, you know, I didn't know for sure that people would, would purchase it. Um, but ultimately I was getting them so excited about the opportunities of, of marketing that, um, yeah, then I, it, it developed into something on its own in a way just based yeah. off of, cool conversations and then kind of pushing it down a, a specific path.
1: And it, and it can work. I mean, I use an, I use an illustration in the 1970s in England, uh, in, in my hometown, um, a Chinese restaurant opened in one of the main high streets. And um, okay, that we would think nothing of that nowadays. But in the early nineteen seventies, that was like weird, right? Okay, you know, um, uh, there were there wasn't a huge amount of Chinese people, and and the and the and the British palate for food was very monochrome. Let's just say, you know, um, and it took them, I reckon, it must have taken them ten years to. To to get established, they're still there. Fair play to them, you know. And that that's the reality, you know. Some when when you when you're early into something, it can take a long time to for the for the market to catch up or or become, you know, used to Chinese food. Use that illustration.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know that makes sense, and that's but that's kind of the exciting thing too. Like so, it's like if you. If you just have a um, like a, a service that uh, you know that everyone needs, then you don't really have to test it so much. It's just like, you know, people need lawyers. People need these things. Um, yeah, but, but even in that market, I mean, here that lawyers are struggling, right?
1: They're struggling because they're they we are a wash with people that have got qualified qualifications to be lawyers right so then the niche thing becomes even more important that's you know? true
0: yeah yeah no no that's true and um yeah and i see that here too like like i was even actually talking to one financial advisor and he was talking to me about all these different branches of of people he wanted to go after and i was just thinking as like but you already do like this one type you, you already work on Uh, like, I think it's construction. And it's like, are you going to run out of those people? Like, there's so many of them out there. Like, why do you have to branch out into all these other things? And I guess it's just the way the human brain works. It's like, they just, it's hard. It's like, it's kind of scary in a way to, to be niche. Yeah, it is because it goes against it. It's like, you know,
1: it's like creating content for a niche, you know, you're not gonna. It's not gonna be viral, you know. Right. But we've got. To, we've always got to have the end game in mind here. I mean, that's a really interesting observation. That guy. I would even be asking this guy. Okay, within construction itself, you know. What are the, what are the niches within that? I mean, that market is huge, you know. Right. So this guy, the financial. I mean, can you can you create a product which is specifically for developer property developers?
0: Right. Because
1: they've got their own. They've got very different challenges to the construction company that's just basically taking the plans and building the thing.
0: You yeah. Know? Well, I think so. that's what. I, well, I think that even these discussions are a lot. Are a big reason why um, just a lot of those professionals respond when I'm chatting with them, because a lot of these ideas are kind of brand new. Like they, most of them have gotten all their marketing done from just an outside consultant who comes in and just makes them a website and asks some, ask them some you know, questions. Um, yeah. And so when, when you come at it from like an entrepreneurial standpoint, cause that's, mm-hmm. that's how I come from it. Like marketing, yeah. it's like, I'm not like an old school marketer. I, I come from technology
1: yeah, so exactly. when,
0: I, yeah. when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, it's just entrepreneurial for me, like testing things and like, you don't know anything for sure. These, it's just hypothesis and like, but then there's all this opportunity and that's the way I look at it. There's all this opportunity. And yeah. so I think that kind of gets, um, gets them excited because they start to feel in, a little bit more in control. Exactly. Of, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly that. I mean, I've done it myself. I've had to do it to myself. I used to be, a, you know, a LinkedIn trainer. Um, and I thought that that was an, enough of a, now he's only on the one platform, you know, I'm not being a social media
0: guy, but, um, I wasn't niche enough, you know? Um, so you, le- you learn from your own, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had to drink my own Kool-Aid as you say in the, in the U.S. I think.
0: Well, that, that's what I do too. Like, like that's why I have uh, this podcast and that's why I'm figuring these things out because it's the same kind of stuff that I'm helping. Uh, everybody else with. So like I'm helping them, you know, not some of them already have podcasts. One of the clients that I'm working with right now, they have three podcasts. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're like a $7 million company. And uh, so they got three podcasts, but they're all trying to um, figure these things out, figure out the technologies, figure out yeah how to, how to make the micro content and all that kind of stuff. And
1: yeah, I, mean, you know, but I, I, you know, I always come back to this and this is where, this is the way that I, do business now. Is there a hungry crowd, and what 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 am I going to feed them? That is it. And all the rest of it comes afterwards, you know. And I'm not really too concerned whether I'm good at it initially.
0: Yeah, that's I'm a looking- good that's a good point too. Yeah, that's that's an inter- that's a hard one for people to get beyond as well. And like yeah. do, and like, it's like, are you are you good at it? Well, maybe it doesn't matter because you can learn. If you yeah. find if you find people that want something and you can learn how to do it that's probably the least of your worries cuz if, yeah. if you found a hungry crowd and you know they want this it's like build it as fast as you can and learn how to do it you know Well if you find a hungry crowd and then
1: you know what they what they're looking to eat then you can find somebody who can feed them and you say well okay i found the hungry crowd let's go 50 50 and we'll 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 create the product for them you know it's that kind yeah, of that's true too
0: and, uh, and and you've and you did i mean in a lot of ways you could say that you did the hard part by by finding the crowd
1: well, yeah but um but if you're if you're wired that way if you're looking if you're if you think by instinct you think okay how how is some how are people feeling reacting you know it's why i you know quite often bang you know i can come across as a bit of a grumpy old man sometimes say because i you know I, I i say well how can you assume that somebody's going to watch 2 minutes of view on video when when there's so much other content vying for attention you know it's that whole kind of we kind of like come at it and we kind of assume that people are going to give us their attention to begin with
0: yeah no i know what you're saying i i I play devil's advocate like on that one a little bit too like i know what you're saying and i agree like why would like don't put out that don't do this if you don't know people want it um but there is an element that you have to you have to try and get good at some of these things i agree you know what i mean so it's like i know where you're coming from though I just sometimes I I, like I'm I'm I think it's it's just part of my personality I'm also part like part motivator I guess I'm always encouraging people to do things and not not to do things that are um not well thought out but but just like sometimes like people have to just start posting stuff even if it's not that good just to like learn how to do it because like I agree
1: I agree with you but if I'd go back to when I I, so if, when I was 41, or 42, um, I, I stopped drinking and I started running,
0: right? Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't drink anymore either. That's another story we can talk about. Time, yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been off. I've been off
1: uh, since 2007. Uh, cool. It's because I never had an off switch. That's a whole other subject. I you know no off I did, switch. I didn't either. That's why I quit. <laughs> I couldn't control mm-hmm. it. Um, but I started running. But the motivation wasn't that I wanted to run. The motivation was that I had a photo of myself at probably about 15 kilos heavier than I am now. And I didn't want, I personally was driven to get back into a 32 inch waist, <laughs> funnily enough, which I yeah, did, you know, cool. that was my motivation. My motivation wasn't, I didn't, I didn't want to be a runner. I actually learned to run from scratch, and I learned to enjoy running. But actually, my motivation was was actually more vanity, to be fair. But um, you know, so so whenever we're encouraging people to do something, we've got to we've got to understand the what, you know why would they want to do it? And some people just don't want to do it, you know. And we've got to kind of accept that you know some people would not you know some people would not want to run right because they're not they don't care that they might be 20 kilos overweight they just don't just doesn't bother them and that that's okay it's
0: right no i know i know what you mean yeah i've actually found that to be like a, a pretty fascinating question is like You know, it's like every once in a while, probably most of us, we we eventually conquer something that we've been trying to do for a long time. And Mm -hmm. I've always been interested, like, and it it probably is related to something about that you're talking about. It's like, there's something that you really want bad enough. Um, Yeah, it's it's exactly that. You've got to want it bad. It's like business. You've got to want it bad enough.
1: Otherwise, it ain't going to work. I mean, I could have honestly, in the six and a half years I've been in business, you can ask my wife. There would be three times, three distinct occasions when in tears, I've gone to her and said, I can't do this anymore. And she said to me, just, just, just get up and try again.
0: Yeah. You know, it's rough, man. And, yeah. It's, especially when you're in the early stages.
1: Oh, you know, and when you're bringing something new to the market, when, when people say, Oh, we've always done it this way, you know, you've got to accept that. You know, the vast majority of people are gonna, gonna you, you're almost gonna feel like a leper in the marketplace because yeah. you're, 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 you know, people don't, oh, you know, this is, i many times when I've spoken at events and stuff, when I've, I've, I've walked away from Mike thinking, have I just spoken in some language that people don't understand?
0: Yeah. No, you know, you're, you're speaking to me right now too, especially because when I think back to my origi- my first business, you know, I was just building software. So uh, it was relatively generic. And, hmm. uh, but then whenever I was building like a, like a startup or like a technology. Yeah. I never had any kind of like um, insecurity about it because it was, it was I, I think technology gets a break to a certain degree. It's like, cause it's technology. It's not you, you know, yes. when you're offering a service, it's a, you're, it's a little more exposed. Um, yes. And so when I, when I, after I sold that company and then uh, and then I started to offer more of like a niche service a more of a packaged kind of thing. It exposed some things in me that I didn't necessarily kind of, I had never really dealt with, even though I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Um, And it was just merely trying to package a service and trying to generate value and leverage Um, that Mm -hmm. leverage takes a certain, like, um, I mean, once you get clients going, that fulfills a lot of that, uh, that strength. But when it's first going out, man, it's like, you got to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you know what you, I was going to say, I almost was about to say you have to be strong, but I was actually, I, I rethought that, as I said, you have to really be present in the moment and like, just like meticulously just working towards uh, the goal. Because if we go back to some of the other things we were saying is like the real trick, if you're smart about it, is finding a hung, hungry market, and then just iterating towards that and then learning whatever you need to, to learn to serve that market, or like you said, finding a partner or something. If you look at it that way and you're present of mind to do that, you almost, if, if, you, if you don't let yourself trick yourself, you're almost guaranteed to succeed. Eventually. Eventually,
1: right. You know, and the the great thing is, um, and I won't name the actual thing, but but I've learned in recent times that you can actually, you can, you can identify a niche. You can create a webinar to present a um, product or service to a niche and you can get feedback. And you can decide whether or not to proceed any further within within the space of a month, um, from conception of idea to decision of whether or not to proceed with that idea. That is the that is the wonderful thing about the age in which we live is that right. we can. Um, but that's where I think on that's the difference I think between being. Entrepreneurial and a business person. Like I think that is two different things. You know, I,
0: yeah. I don't know if you agree on that. No, I do. I do. But which which is the person that does it in a month? Is it the businessman or the entrepreneur?
1: I think it's the entrepreneur. I think I think the, the the business person generally is looking for security around what they already are good at. Mm, I so, see. Yeah. Um. So I might be a builder, for example. Okay, well, you know, I'm sick of I'm sick of being paid by the man. I'm going to become my own builder company, and I start with, you know, renovating people's kitchens, and I build and gradually build up, and I start doing building houses or whatever it is I do. Right, I got that. That is that's a logical business thing, but actually looking into the market and seeing and 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 trying to find that that. The seam of gold, right. which isn't yet tapped, mined. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's that's an th- interesting
0: point. I think you're touching on um, what I was saying. Is like what I was more like. I've always been an entrepreneur, so I've always been doing that. But yeah. at the same time, the business that I actually had. Uh, so, like when I was doing my tech startups and stuff, I was trying to mine that that gold. Um, yes. But it was, but it was more, I, here's the interesting thing is that I think it was more protected because I had a, a business behind me yeah, that was already making money. So like, I didn't have that, um, that insecurity of just like, there was no income. So it's like, you could try whatever you wanted and there was no fear because you already had this other thing. Uh, yeah. So.
1: no, well, that's a fair comment. And that's why I think on like, like, like me, for example, when I started my business, I, I also had a job
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: gradually... Phased out the one in in into the other, um, and that's, I think, partly to do with the difference between business and entrepreneurialism. It's a kind of a transitioning from one t- to the other. You see, if if I was just in business myself, I would rather go and get a job.
0: <laughs>
1: Honestly. Right. No. Yeah. Me yeah, too.
0: We- right. Yeah. And that. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I'm trying to. That's why I've been trying to build this product because like, I did not want to build another software development agency. Like, yeah, there's so many if of those out there.
1: There's no creative spark in
0: it, right? You
1: know, and that's just the thing. I, I think I I I liken it to the difference between being in a band, because you have to create something. You there's something organically creative about the whole thing about creating music other than being in a being a session musician and just oh
0: that's interesting
1: you know and and that is why i'm I'm, I'm a musician yeah i am too but I, i i can't just play i don't enjoy just getting out my bass guitar and playing right but 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 put me with creative people and we're creating something new then that that, that taps something in in me that you know is different
0: and yeah so, that, that, it's funny man we have a lot in common actually um one of these days we ha- will have to get together and jam and uh, not drink because we've got all these uh, things and <laughs> yeah i play i, I play piano um and piano okay well there yeah. we are well I play I play jazz piano that's what that's where these uh, posters come well, I well, yeah, yeah. I
1: could probably play some random notes if you like but um, <laughs> uh, I don't but, think I'm quite there, and, but, uh,
0: and you know that was one unintended thing that I ran I ran into when I uh, started making content was um that I that I, I started like incorporating my music so like for this podcast for instance I uh, I play jazz piano but I also uh, just like make uh, like electronic beats and hip hop beats and stuff like that and I use those right. beats as my own podcast intro music and outro music. And it's, it's kind of fun to do that, like incorporate some of yeah, those yeah. things together, like really make a, a, I guess, a unique brand of some sort. So, yeah. um, so, yeah. so so, yeah, so are there any other things? I mean, we talked a lot about what you did. Is there anything we didn't cover that you like want to talk about it, but in terms of like what you do and um, how you help No, I, I don't, I, I
1: don't want to be, you know, I think reality is that uh, people are listening to this and they feel, an, uh, uh, you know. I have found myself that I, uh, this might sound ridiculous and it might sound completely non-business-like, <laughs> but I probably turn down as many clients as I get um, That's cool. because we don't have an alignment of values. I, I, I come at what I do um, you know, I, I, I struggle, you know, if people are approaching all of this purely to say, how can I kind of manipulate the market in my favor? I, I struggle with that motivation, you know? Well, yeah, yeah cause if,
0: the market rules The markets the markets brutal. It's not gonna, <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. there's like, I guess there's ways to scam it, um, momentarily. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. but
1: you know, and I'm, i have I was always, I was regularly asked when I was a, what I would call just a LinkedIn trainer. Um, you know, how can I get more leads to LinkedIn? And, and I would answer, um, um, how long does it take you to win somebody's trust? And, and the look, looks I would get from that response, you know, well, you I mean to say there's no, ju- there's not, there isn't just some magic formula
0: here, right?
1: Um, so, I, I, I guess I probably struggle from the perspective, so, so probably from the way I'm wired, and probably why I've struggled with depression in the past is that I can't do something purely from a, from just from making money motivate. I just, just can't. I just, I don't have it in me to do that, right? I, I, and and I know I might, you know, that might sound a little bit odd, but it, it's not meant to. I don't what? Don't think
0: so. You
1: know, I, I don't like. I never was. Even when I was working, I was never motivated pu- motivated purely from money. And the problem was, I worked in sales, right? But I got into sales a because I wasn't qualified to do anything else, really. To be fair, I left. I hated school and I wanted out. But b because I liked people, right? And, and so I would get clients because I liked people and I looked after people, but the problem came, the the problem came when the employer said, I want you to get more money out of these people. And I'm going, well, actually these people need my, I'm protecting these people from you you know so so i've always been kind of motivated from that kind of direction sort of thing if you're bringing something to market that is genuinely going to help people it, it is something that people need and i can help you to position that well and you know find the right niche and everything but if you're coming purely to try and fleece the market for your own ends, well, I struggle with that a little bit. So it comes from the motivation
0: place. I think that makes sense though, because like in the consulting world, in the coaching world, where you're trying, where you're a little bit more focused on results and um, leveraging your value and giving that kind of thing, it only really works if there's an alignment. Um, yeah, exactly. And if there isn't, then it's not going to go well. No. And 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 there could literally just be like. It could actually, it could, it could even harm them or even you in a way. Like it could, like, like oh, it could, mess, yeah, it can mess with you.
1: There was one particular example, and um, there, the um, company. I mean, off, you know, they were they were offering me a mere fair amount of money to do it, um, but um, I didn't feel that they were looking for the right thing. And I actually ultimately felt that they were looking for a scapegoat. That they there was something fundamentally wrong with the business model, and um, that they thought, okay, we're going to give this one last chance and pin all our hopes on this guy's <laughs> guy's pixie dust. And got then if it. it doesn't work, then we've got somebody to blame for it. Well, I wasn't prepared to be that person. To be fair,
0: no, that's cool. Um, no, I get so, you. Well, cool, man. Um,
1: it's having that discernment, I guess, is, as entrepreneur, for, you know, business people, whatever. Um,
0: you know. I think it's a good, it's good. It's You have to be a little bit more patient. Um, but uh, I think uh, in the end, the long run, or, and maybe even the, the short run, it will pay off more because you'll come across as uh, more trustworthy, to be honest, to the people that would actually want to work with you. So if you don't have that center, then... Um, well, that's is a you know, whole other
1: thing for us to discuss. Actually, the whole, the whole, um, you know, I, I've, I've shared openly about my struggles with depression, and I've got clients as a result of that because people have said to me, "Okay, you're actually a real person. <laughs> right. You know, you're not actually just trying to present this facade to the world that you know all is rosy." You know, and that's another issue with I have with marketing is it's. You know, we try and PR everything, everything has to be presented in this you know. Mm. And so part of the reason why I'm also launching Burnout Bros, which we won't get into now, is because, you know, behind the veil, people are struggling, you know. And um it, you know, there needs to be a place for men, particularly, I, I and mean, it is for men, Burnout Bros, for men in business affected by burnout and depression because it's a pandemic in its own right.
0: Yeah, I I, I I I'm sure, man. Um like uh I mean even when you talked about it, like I I was like, man, that that's like something that uh I could definitely see um you know, like some real value there. Just be like not because like not because I specifically uh, feel burned out, but like I guess what I would say is like I've had other things in my life where I know it was really difficult and so I could I could I could make the leap Mm. um, into like something else being you know you know what I mean so it's like I'm not burnt out but I've had other things happen where I could make a leap and say I I totally understand where that's where you're coming from on that and it's
1: not entirely uh, um, altruistic Let's be honest with you. I I look I've looked at people like Jamie Oliver, the chef, and how he went from being a regular chef guy to a, a to a associating himself with school dinners in the UK, and how his his brand grew from that. And I you know I recognise there will also be benefits for me by doing this. So I'm not you know I'm not just Mr altruism you
0: know yeah i've always thought about doing something with uh dyslexia because that's something that i have um i've just never known exactly what to do with it but i've i've thought about um
1: well you know there's all the shame attached to it i mean for for people in business that kind of like hide it or behind a suit and a tie well actually behind it i know that i'm dyslexic and 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 you know i just wish there was somewhere where i could privately share some of these things and Hmm. you've got platforms like mighty networks where you can create your own private social media platform essentially and that's kind um, of an
0: interesting idea i'll I'll write that down
1: well yeah there you go mate see i mean i know plenty of people that 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 would would be would find that an interesting thing Hmm.
0: um yeah that's cool that no that was a good brainstorm. like again like we i think our own minds get in our way
1: um yeah of course they do and of
0: course we get caught
1: up in and we also get caught up in the fact that i've got a i've got the day-to-day stuff to do as well and
0: um that's where the presence yeah. that's where the the mindfulness and the presence and the staying in the moment comes in well well hey man so i'm I'm sure we'll have another time to chat because yeah. <laughs> i because I, I i knew i knew somehow that we would we would uh have a lot to talk about and I, i'm usually pretty on with that stuff so I, and and it was right so i really appreciate you coming on where can people get a hold of you i just just search for daryl d-a-r-r-e-l griffin g
1: r i f f i n on linkedin or or google me you probably stumble on me somewhere
0: and I, i'm gonna put your information in the in the show notes and stuff too but
1: you're a, you're a legend So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I try, it I try. I want one of these posters. Like, I want, in, in 30 years, I want someone to have one of these posters with me. So. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it, man, so much. Have a good one.